Hello and welcome to Veterinary Journal Club. This is going to be our, I guess, technically second, but first real episode of Vet Books. Chapter one. Um, and Hippo pilot wants to be part time. of it. Um, yeah, it was the pilot. Yeah, it's like, we'll see if the studio will accept it. They threw it away and they're like, oh, you're going to need to redo that. Yeah, um, a couple episodes. I think I think so far people seem pretty excited. It has it's only been like two you days since you put email. it up. I got an email. Not um, to uh, not to the. the to me, somebody who yeah you. yeah nobody ever emails that. One. Right, do you check it still? Yeah, I check it. We okay, get one every now job. and then. Um, but uh, Dr. Miller, thank you for um, reaching out, and uh, she was excited because uh, I think where she's at, they're going to be reviewing uh, the same textbook, and she's like, oh, that'll be nice to have. Uh, another resource, something just a different perspective. Yeah. Um, so that'll be good. And then uh, a couple other people we met for dinner recently um, were like, "Yeah, we listened to it, and we're really excited about the games that you know yeah. you promised us." So thank you for that. Um, to thanks we to have Foster's. a simple game at the end because I didn't have time to do it. I don't. A I don't. One. Well, Topher does. I don't know what this is going to be. So shout out to Topher for coming up with the idea because people so far seem to like it. And apparently also coming up with some games, game, yeah. game. I don't know what it's going to be. So I suspect it'll make me look stupid. Yeah, that's the goal. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So this is your thing. What are we doing? Oh, we're doing chapter one, triage. I know. But like, what are we doing? We're just talking about it. You're going to tell us oh. about triage. And- Why don't you tell us about triage? You read up, right? Didn't you do homework? No, I'm not a veterinarian. I know, but that's, that's the whole point. You're supposed to learn. No. Okay. You have to pay a lot of money to read that book. You don't have to pay money to read it. You have to pay a good bit to buy it and probably to understand it. Okay. So um, the first chapter, as we said last time, is, um, oh, we'll just remind the book, is Small Animal Critical Care Medicine, second edition, edited by Drs. Silverstein and Hopper. Who wrote chapter one? Chapter one is Dr. Erica Reinecke. I was getting there. Yeah. Um, and it is, appropriately enough, on evaluation tr- and triage of the critically ill patient. Is that appropriate is because a- that's... The very first good thing you do. place to start. Yeah, let's start yeah. at the very beginning. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of everything else follows after this. So, um, Except for the phone call. Oh, for crying out loud. Right. Do you want to do a whole thing on phone triage? Is there a I mean, chapter on phone calls? In no, there? there's not a chapter. But there's not could, a chapter on phone calls? We could do a chapter on phone triage. That seems to be like the main thing you guys here's, do. Here's the takeaway for phone triage. Tell them to come in. That's that's my that's my advice. Um, if you are unsure, um, tell them to come in. And usually, what I tell clients is, you were worried enough to call, so probably you should come in. So unless there's something very specific, they're like, is it toxic for you know my cat to eat one a single blade of grass? And you can be like, no, your cat's fine. So I mean, unless you're like really confident that what they're talking about is totally fine. Um, most of the time I'm like, I'd rather take a look at the animal and, you know, our exam fee is this many dollars. And, um, is that, if that's worth your, worth your peace of mind, come on in. Um, if you don't have that money then it's, you know, I'd still recommend you come in. Um, you know, I get that that's a tough thing, but anyway, so that's, that's phone triage in a nutshell. Come on in so we can look at you yeah. in person. Are you worried? Come uh, in. Yep. Again. And that's what I say. You were worried enough to pick up the phone. Um, which especially today, people are like, like, nobody wants to call anybody. They're like, do you have a way to text? <laughs> Can we email you that we're coming? So if you were worried enough to actually pick up the phone and call, you're pretty worried you should come in. All right, so getting to um, a triage and the way this chapter is organized, it, it, it was funny when I was kind of looking through it. Uh, I, I teach and talk about triage quite a lot. And so there's a number of things that I do a little bit differently. I do start the same way. 
um, which is just a definition of what triage is. Yeah. Did you did you pick up on that? What what triage means? Yeah. Triage is a French word. Yeah. This is a terrible French accent, but do you mm-hmm. know what the word means? Yeah. What does it mean? It means to separate. Ooh, ah, so close. I don't. I don't know if I'm going to give you full credit for that. Oh yeah. Yeah, it means to sort. Oh yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to look it up? Yeah, let's Google it. Did you Google it? Huh. Maybe. Did you? Yeah. Um. I've always thought it was. I've always. Um. I've been telling people for years that it means to sort. It's a French word. I mean, it's to the sort. same thing for yeah, English. Yeah, kind of. That's why I was gonna. I'm not yeah. sure. I want to give you. All right. Google triage. She googled trié. Definition. Well, I'm struggling to spell definition. Because triage is a con. Trier. 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 Yeah. Triage with a ZH sound in medical use. The assignment of degrees of urgency to wounds or illnesses to decide the order of treatment of a large number of patients or casualties. In quotes, a triage nurse. Uh-huh. Um, translation. Yeah, I want to know. Blah, 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 blah. No. French, trier. <gasps> it says to separate out. Ooh. Ooh, all right. You can have credit for your answer then. Yeah. And then the next one is the action of sorting items. According yeah, to it's body. the same thing. It's- yeah. They, know, they probably don't have a word for sort and a word for separate. Yeah, I didn't, I don't know. I wanted you to get it exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So to sort or separate, um, I don't know. Sometimes you can sort things and put them together. Like that's a, that's a way of sorting. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't, it doesn't have to be a separation. That's, I guess that's why I think of it differently. Anyway. I think it's more Let's not dumping. spend too much time. <laughs> let's, no, because you can be like, okay, I'm going to put all of the oranges together and put all the apples together and that's a sorting, but you're not. Well, you're separating the apples from the oranges. Right. But you're also putting all of the apples together, which is not separating well, If you just had them. apples, you'd just be dumping apples. They would just right. But if you, had, if you had a bunch of apples and oranges all mixed together. Yeah, you'd then separate them. You separate the apples and oranges, but you clump together the apples. So they're not being separated. They're being sorted. Okay. We are spending way too much time on this. Um, as long as everybody. Gryffindor. Thinks, yeah. yeah, exactly. Ah. All right. So triage. Cats bite. To sort, to separate. Oh, well, he should stop that. You need to stop letting him do that. Okay. So we're sorting things out. That's how I like to start. It's just a sorting. Um, it's a sorting hat. If you want to keep with the mm-hmm. Harry Potter references. Um. And there's, I think about this in a couple different ways. There's either, you know, uh, like a disaster scenario where, you know, there's lots and lots of different things and you have to sort everybody out into, you know, what they need. But most of the time in veterinary medicine, we're talking about like assigning an individual patient a degree of urgency. And I think the, the, the schemes that make the most sense to me are the ones that uh, assign a time limit, like this category needs to be treated immediately. This one needs to be treated within 15 minutes. This one needs to be treated within 30 minutes, 60 minutes, a day, a week, a year, you know. Whatever. Yeah, it seems like for most of your stuff, Something it's more concrete. along the, this one needs to be in the next few hours. This one needs to be in the next day. Sometimes, well, it depends because sometimes we see things that aren't really truly emergencies. Like, But sometimes we think things like, no, right now. Yeah, right, what's a right good example second. of like a... Right an now. instant, an hour, a couple hours, yeah. a day. So, well, I, we're, we're jumping ahead a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's basically, do you think this patient is going to die in the next few minutes without intervention? And if the answer is yes, that's a right now. Yeah. Do you and think this patient is going to die in the next few hours without intervention? That's a maybe, you know, if you have both of those, <laughs> you're going to do the right now patient and then immediately afterwards the next one. But the whole reason, the other thing I like to talk about, and I don't think they like um, went into a bunch of depth on this in the chapter. It's kind of mentioned a little bit is 
this is just a recognition that we have limited resources. Um, if you had unlimited resources, this wouldn't be so much of an issue, right? Like if you had, um, although there would still be one resource that is limited and we can't get enough of, do you know what it is? Time. Time. You're so smart. Um, I hear you can save it in a bottle. <laughs> yeah. No, if you could save time in a bottle is how oh. the song goes. If he could save time in a bottle, these are the things he would do, yeah. but he can't. He'd only do one thing. <laughs> um, Jim Croce. Is that a Jim Croce song? I forget. I think it's Jim Croce. We'll look that up later. So, um, but most of, you know, time is definitely a limited resource, but uh, the other resources that are limited are going to be just like personnel. How many doctors, technicians, assistants do you have? Um, space sometimes is limited. Um, supplies. But time is the one we're, we're fighting, I think, more than anything. And so even if you only have a single patient and you have otherwise unlimited resources, you're still racing the clock. And so triaging is still important um, to sort of sort out that single patient. Uh, a lot of times, in, especially in human medicine, it gets discussed in, again, disaster situations. There's a large number of patients and we have to sort the, the patients into categories of who's being treated right away and who's not. Um, the other thing... and. Uh, Apologies if I missed it in this chapter, which is definitely possible um, because they probably did. I don't know. Let me look over it again. Um, there are a number of, of triage uh, systems or schema that have a category dedicated or kind of set aside for patients that probably, if all other things being equal, would be treated immediately right now because it's very likely that patient is going to die but like imagine if you're in a disaster scenario and you have truly very limited resources um, that's a patient that like if we threw all of our resources at this patient and everybody stopped what they were doing to try to save this one patient chances are it would die anyway and how many other patients would die while we were trying to save this one that's probably going to die anyway so we're not going to treat that patient that seems like a later chapter thing Oh, is that, little, is this a little, it's a little heavy little, for the first chapter? Should I not have brought that up for the, for the first yeah. podcast in the series? Yeah. I don't think in the, so in the game of Thrones, they kill, well, I'm sorry if you haven't seen it, it's been out for 20 years. Um, <laughs> you don't have to name names of who gets killed, yeah. but characters get killed in that show. Yeah. They kill like the main <laughs> character at the end of the first book, not the end of the first chapter. Well, this is not, this is real life. And sometimes like bad results happen right away. Yeah. But the reality is that sometimes you don't have enough resources and you have to make tough decisions. And it's not like those patients don't get anything. They get like hospice care, pain management, that kind of thing. But like we literally would have to sacrifice dozens of other patients to try to save you and you're probably not going to make it anyway. So we're not gonna. And that there's that's a tough decision to make. Um, but at any rate, I think it's still important to discuss and so yeah. for people to know that. Well, it's good to know like when you're in that situation to be like, oh yeah, we can't. Like you just treat them as they come in. Yeah. Even like they're all the same degree of mm -hmm. like everybody's an emergency. Yeah. Like say right. they did a, a dog run and it was real hot and they didn't think to have water. You've told me that story. Or no, I've I think told that's you your that story. story. Yeah. No, no, you've told me. I've told you that story. <laughs> and everything, everything's critical and dying yeah. and you have to like, yeah. make who has the best yeah. chance. Yeah. At some, sometimes when you don't have enough resources, you, you do have to make hard decisions. Yeah. That's about probably that. where triage like, originally started with like who do we decide to Some, leave on the battlefield sometimes yeah i mean that that's definitely in military i think military um is probably when the the triaging star i think they mentioned that in the history of this actually battlefields in the mid 1800s it's like the second sentence in yeah. this chapter um good, good job erica <laughs> researching that yeah the french have all like the the like 
the battlefield things like Mayday. A ton of, oh, is that a French thing? Mayday? Yeah, Maydar means to help. So oh. when you say Mayday, you're screaming help in French. Mayday, Mayday. Help do you have me, to do it me. with an accent? Does it help? Do you get I don't know. That way? Um, so, I mean, war is actually like sort of morbidly where a lot of medical research like advances by leaps and bounds um, because there's just out of necessity, you're like, People are dying all over the place. Let's try things. Um, and then, you know, in the military, you're not as bound by um, regular rules, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, because um, everything that, is... Yeah. It's, it's like, like, we just need to do something right now. And yeah, military so much going is sort on. Of, yeah, they have their own set of They're rules. They're overwhelmed That obviously something's happening. We have historical examples where that went horribly wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but even even like with good intentions, like they are like, we got to just, we have to try things, but you also have a lot of patience coming through in a short period of time that you can collect a lot of data on. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, we're getting a little off track. So triaging, um, treat right now, like get started right this second. Um, and then the, the thing that I focus on a lot when I'm teaching triage is actually just the triage exam. Like I spend a lot of time um, talking about how to do it. Um, and because I think that's really important to like be good at that and be efficient at it. Um, and I usually tell students, like, you have one minute to do a triage exam. So we take an hour and a half to talk about how to spend that one minute. Um, we're not going to take an hour and a half today, don't worry. But, mm-hmm. um, but it, you really want to be able to quickly and efficiently assess a patient to categorize it. And, it, you know, what are the life-threatening things? And um, so you you know, this is one of the areas where I kind of disagree in the chapter. Um, not a whole lot, but just a little bit, I disagree. Um, so when they talk about the um, primary survey or basically your initial triage exam, what are the systems that you're going to evaluate? And so the systems that they include are the respiratory system, the cardiovascular system, the neurologic system, and the urogenital system. And that fourth one, I don't count. And I don't count it in my triage exam for the, for the do you know why? Do you have a guess? Why? Why don't I include that? Um, yeah. Because sure. it takes a while. You have to do a test. You can't just feel it. Not even that. Um, so what happens if you take both of somebody's kidneys out? They die. When? In about five minutes. Nope. No? I mean, I suppose if... Um, you didn't like suture up the bleeders and stuff like that. But if you like surgically remove somebody's kidneys, both of them, it's going to be a few days before they die. Yeah. 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 Like assuming they were otherwise healthy before you took, you, you harvested healthy kidneys because, you know, for the black market, there's, I don't know, uh, you, you took their kidneys. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're they, a sadistic person. That what? Because the, the kidneys are filtering the blood and then it's I feel like they said you that. have like a certain number of hours because the thing where you wake up in the bathtub, the bathtub of, of ice. ice blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's, uh, it's probably a few days before yeah. you die. Oh, do you know how much, I think I saw a thing. Like If you sold the entire human body on the black market, it's only like $50,000. Oh, wow. So, um, so that's, that's that kind of stuff doesn't happen because it wouldn't be worth it. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, I'm going to steal so somebody's many reasons kidney that doesn't happen. and make a you wake up in a dollars. hotel room in a, in a bathtub full of ice and you have a sore, you know, incision yeah. over you. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, that, we that, could that's steal his that kidney or his watch. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, plus you don't know what kind of kidneys you're getting anyway, but it would take a few days probably, um, for everything like patients that go into severe, like they don't die instantly. Um, they usually, you know, at least 
at least a day or more before you die. <laughs> what if you woke up in the bathtub of ice and the note was like, it's like, you need to go to a hospital. Your kidneys are terrible. <laughs> we tried to steal them, but <laughs> we, tried, we, we left we, them in yeah. you, but you should probably, here's our number. Call yeah. us if you want a new kidney. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, so that's the reason, like if the urinary system shuts down, it's obviously very bad. But the reason that patient dies is because of the effects of not having functioning kidneys and what the, what that does to probably your heart. You're probably going to die because your heart is not going to work because you have a buildup of potassium and then that causes mm -hmm. arrhythmias and you're probably going to die from that. So, um, and the reason I'm like, Meh, I don't, I don't care about the urinary system is I could have three block. The block cat is the thing everybody thinks about like, Oh, we got to treat them right away. But I could have three block cats and I have to be able to sort the three of them out and I'm going to use those other systems. Um, so being able to identify which one is stable or not, or which one needs to be treated urgently or not, um, falls under the other three, the first three systems and not under the urinary system. Um, now I'm not saying that you do your triage exam and then ignore that patient forever. <laughs> right. It, you know, I would like to think that we get to those patients like, um, much, much sooner in most circumstances. Um, but the initial triage exam, like when I'm thinking about in practice, I'm trying to decide, does this patient need treatment right now? right this very second, or can we hang tight, get the full history from the client, get a little more information before we have to go, Hey, we need to start making treatments. You need to allow us to do that. And it's going to cost this much money and we don't have time to have the conversations. Like I'd much rather take our time, not a ton of time, but, um, take a little bit of time to process everything and to do a thorough job versus a patient that I'm like, okay, this one is stable. That one can wait 15 to 20 minutes until we can go back and do our full assessment. Um, and it's true that, you know, part of the initial triage assessment <clears throat> ideally includes like a very brief medical history. What are they coming in for? Um, do we know any, you know, important comorbidities and things? And some of those will, by their very nature, kind of prompt us to move more quickly, even if the patient is currently stable. Um, so if we hear that, you know, the three-year-old male cat has been going in and out of the litter box and God, he's being really adorable right now. For those of you that are listening, um, Hippo is just like cuddling with Topher right now on the couch. Because he's a good cat. He is a good cat with you sometimes. Yeah. Anyhow, um, that initial uh, history can also kind of, you know, speed up or slow down my process. Hopefully not really slow it down, but speed up my process or not um, to say I need to, I know I need to move quickly because even though this patient is currently stable, there's, you know, potential from the history that that could change, well, but I'm still going to see that patient. It'd slow you down if you had other patients that right. you needed to see more but that's quickly. The, that's the thing is like if I don't have any other patients, it doesn't matter how stable this patient is. I'm going to get going right now. Now I might not skip the step of getting a full history and I might not skip to do a skip doing a full exam, but I'm not going to be like, come back in two hours because that's what the triage system said it should take yeah. before I treat you. Like it's really only when you have to choose between patient A, B, C, and D. Yeah. And when I'm having to choose, I don't actually care specifically what the urinary system is doing right this minute. I don't. Because again, I could have two block cats that show up and I need to be able to distinguish between them. So that that's kind of, that's my personal kind of foible on that. Um, yeah. So... And then there's a few other things that I think there's more nuance. It's hard when you write like book chapters like this. It's to, only like three pages. Yeah. And, and it needs to be. It's very um, fine print three pages, but. It's not very fine print. It's, it's just a large print. book. Why, 
Yeah, it's that's a, a lot mean, of words. They're like eight and a half by 11 pages. It's a lot of words. There's a whole big table figure right here that doesn't take up that much or takes up a lot of space and isn't that many words. There's a table full of words. And then there's another table right here. This page has barely any words on it. It's a table full of words. What are you against words? I'm a visual you want learner. Blah, blah. <laughs> You're such a smart aleck. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, I mean, you are in the sense that everybody is, um, unless I suppose you're blind and then you're probably not a visual learner, but you can still learn a lot. Anyway, um, so this chapter goes through a little bit on the specific things you want to evaluate for each system. I think it's important to emphasize that the triage exam is not a full physical exam, which you know, because I said it can t- you can do it in 60 seconds and you can't do a good thorough physical exam in 60 seconds. So you're doing a brief assessment of the respiratory system. Um, are they breathing? Um, and if they are breathing, is it really labored? Are they, you know, do I anticipate they're going to have a problem really soon? The cardiovascular system, what's the perfusion? So, you know, um, I need the heart rate. I need um, pulse quality, mucous membrane color, capillary refill time. Um, um, I think, um, cause they'll talk about a few other, other things in here that again, I, I disagree with a little bit. Um, she's negative Nancy. On I'm this not chapter. a negative Nancy. I just like to point out the things where I'm like, yeah, I don't know. This, this is just a different perspective. Um, so there's blood pressure readings that are on here and in theory, that sounds lovely to get a blood pressure. The problem I have with getting a blood pressure is that non-invasive blood pressure measurements in dogs and cats are terrible. And well, they're terribly inaccurate. Like I just don't trust them. And during a triage assessment, I don't need them. Um, and I, and I use this example for students a lot that they can't just wear the arm cuff. Yeah, we we put the arm cuff on them. Um, the problem is uncross they're all their legs. I know uncross your arms, uncross your legs, rest, look up, calm down, um, try not to think about what we're doing. Blah 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 blah. Um, but also, they're all different shapes and sizes, and there have been multiple studies that demonstrate that our non-invasive blood pressure measuring devices are really inaccurate, and they get less accurate the further from normal you are. Yeah, it would be like if. Um aliens abducted you and took your blood pressure and they'd be like, hmm, this is a little high. <laughs> okay. Right? That's an interesting analogy. Right, because you can't speak to them. You don't know You don't know what, they're not using the cuff. They're using some alien blood pressure thing that's yeah. probably weird. I mean, that might and, be what, what the animals feel like when we do it. Right, because they don't know you. <laughs> You've been abducted by an alien. You mean that causes like extra stress and stuff yeah. like that? Well, even even with that though, like it's just they're not accurate. Like they don't reflect actual blood pressure when you compare them to yeah, and invasive how blood pressure. aliens know like the right way to do blood pressure <laughs> on people. <laughs> You're being such a goof about the alien thing. <laughs> You're getting kind of stuck on that. At any rate, I don't include uh, blood pressure reading as part of a triage exam. Plus it, it takes too long. Um, it doesn't it, fit it in doesn't 60 help. seconds. It definitely doesn't doesn't fit in 60 seconds and um and and here's the problem i have with it i was just thinking of you doing um like a triage like nicholas cage the the movie where he steals the cars gone in 60 seconds okay you haven't seen that once a long time ago you're gonna have to explain yeah, he always it. steals a car in like 60 seconds they steal oh. a lot of cars <laughs> oh, just, just gone in 60 seconds triaging like triage in 60 seconds all these you have the the title that the, the, you're gonna have to find that and you'll splice my face onto it for the. Yeah. Oh thing. no, I'm using the book chapter. Bram bram. Okay, fine. Picture. Bye. Um, oh, I think it might be almost food time. It probably is. What time is oh, it? Oh no, they got an hour. No, they have less than an hour. It's almost food time as far as I'm concerned. Okay, so 
if you're measuring, if you have a patient that comes in and you're triaging it, it's a dog and it comes in laterally, laterally recumbent. It's super tachycardic. Its pulses are weak. Its mucous membranes are pale, uh, pale pink, white, prolonged capillary refill time. It, it looks terrible. Its temperature's, you know, low. And then you get a blood pressure and the blood pressure is normal. You're going to be like, mm, I guess this patient's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. I don't have to worry about it. No, you're going to ignore that. Um, and similarly, if a patient comes in, at, walks in, it seems you know pretty bright. It's responsive to you. Um, its vitals are normal. Its heart rate is normal. Temperature is normal. Um, pulses feel good. Gum color is good. Capillary refill time is normal. And you get a blood pressure that says the systolic blood pressure is 65. You're going to be like, no, it's not. And you're going to ignore it. And if you can ignore it when it doesn't fit you know, what you're expecting, then why would you trust it? other times. Like you don't need it for a triage assessment in my opinion. Um, so, but I, I think I just get frustrated because people are like, Oh, they have a patient and they describe it as being in shock. And you're like, cool. You described everything in, that it's in shock. And then you give me a blood pressure and the blood pressure was low. And you're like, yeah, I know you told me it was in shock. And then everything after that, they're just like, so then we did these things and then the blood pressure did this and the blood pressure did that. And I'm like, but what did all the things that I actually trust do? Like what are, what did the heart rate do? That's a measurement that you can get pretty accurately. Like if you can count and or do math, you can get a heart rate. Um, a, a thermometer reading is pretty accurate. Like give me parameters that are reliable. Um, but people just, they rely very heavily on the number. And theoretically, that would be great. The problem is the machines we have don't do a good job of giving us an accurate reading. And so I get I kind of, I get on my little soapbox about blood pressure because I hate it. I would love it if we put like an art line in everything in the first, you know, 30 seconds, but you can't do a triage, triage exam and put an art line in in 60 seconds and therefore meh, don't care. So again, on paper, that sounds great. But in real life, I say, don't waste your time. Um, and then the other cool thing about that is the only piece of equipment that you need for a triage exam is a thermometer, arguably maybe also a clock or a watch of some kind. But I think if you get good at this, you don't even need that. You're like, yeah, I can ballpark it. I, I know about what that heart rate is. Um, so you get good at that over time, but maybe oh, you're a watch, but a thermometer and that's it. You don't need a stethoscope, which throws people off. They think they need a stethoscope. It's like, I'm not a doctor without a stethoscope. You are. I mean, you can do a triage exam without a stethoscope because you can have the, the what you're going to hear with your stethoscope doesn't tell you if a patient is stable or not. That might be part of your secondary assessment, right? If you're like, oh, this patient is not stable, it's not breathing well, and its cardiovascular parameters are crummy, then yes, ascolting that patient, use your stethoscope at that point, but you don't need it to decide where it should be triaged, what category. Um, those are some of my soapboxes, and those are some of the things I kind of, I mean, I, overall, the chapter's good, obviously. Um, obviously. Yeah, it's a but, textbook. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, you know, the literal textbook, but those are some of the things that I, I sort of approach differently. Um, what else? What else? Was there anything in there that like struck you? No, that's good. Violence is never the answer. <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah, those are, those are kind of the big, the big takeaways. I, that's what I thought I'd point out are the things that I'm like, what are my thoughts on this? Um, uh, I don't know if that's what other people wanted or they just wanted me to review it. But um, if you want to just review my thoughts on triage, uh, we have a video for that somewhere. Did we ever do this? Is this? I think we did. Yeah. So go yeah. back, go back through like the catalog 50 and videos. find something like Our that. I don't really podcast. know. Is it game time? Yeah, it's game time. It's game time. Game time. All right. Today's game is nervous. quiz show. Quiz show. Quiz show. I quiz forgot show. to uh, to get a sound bite for 
Quiz show. <laughs> quiz show. <laughs> Sorry. I apologize for that. All right. And quiz show, I'll be asking you some questions about triage and you have to answer them. Do I have to answer them correctly? You, no. <laughs> okay, good. What all do right. I, what, wait, what is this for? What are the stakes? The, the stakes are if you get them all right, everybody that listens is super impressed. <laughs> and if you get them all wrong, everybody, you probably aren't also impressed. Anymore. I probably what they all cancel. They they no longer will listen to the show. No, you're probably just not a vet anymore. Oh, they take away my DVM. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. You, oh, I guess you. How still many be questions a are there? Uh, one, two, three, four, four questions. Okay, but only if I get them all wrong. As long as I get at least one right, then I can keep my DVM. Yeah. No pressure. All right. We're gonna start off. <laughs> and you the, wrote these questions. Are I they multiple choice? Questions. No. You know. I'm, Good job, no, babe. Questions. I hate multiple. That's, yeah, they're terrible. All right. That cat is weird. You have to uh, finish the limit? question. Yeah, there's a time limit. What? You'll hear it. All right. The first question is, um, what language does the term triage originate? French. The French language. The language from France. <laughs> yes. Correct. <laughs> Okay. All right. I get to keep my DVM pressures off. All right. This is, this is good now. Do All I need right. to wait until you play the music next time? No, right. that was fine. Cause you'd already answered it <laughs> yeah. beforehand. Good job. This is a good question. All right. The second question is list as many parts of the triage algorithm as you can. The triage algorithm? When you say parts? Okay. So the neurologic system or the nervous system, the respiratory system, wait. the cardiovascular system. Ding, ding. The urogenital system. Are those, I think those are the four systems you mean, right? Yeah, that's good. Yes. Even though I didn't actually want to count that fourth one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now we're moving on to the harder questions. Oh, okay. Stepping it up. Next question. Where did Erica Reinecke? Reinecke. Reinecke go to vet school? Go to vet school? Did she go to Penn? Yes! She went to Penn. I, she's she's there now, but I didn't know if... Um, she graduated the year before you did. Nice. Oh, that was... I think the year before you did. That was... 2002? You graduated in 2003? I graduated vet school. No, I graduated undergrad in 2003. Vet school oh, okay. was 2007. All right, she graduated a little bit before. Yeah. Um, All right. That was a, an educated guess, but it was a guess. Yeah. <laughs> that was All a right. tough question. Here's a toughie. Who were the lead actor and actress what? in the 2009 movie <laughs> Triage? There's a deer in our front yard. Um, cool. The mo- are they actors that people have heard of? Yeah. Well, the, here's what the movie's about. The wife of a photojournalist sets out to discover why he came home from a recent assignment without his colleague. Starring Julianne Moore. And what year did it come out? 2009. George Clooney. <laughs> Did he, were either of them right? No, not at all. <laughs> it was Colin Farrell. Oh, that was going to be my second so guess. So much like George Clooney. Yeah, I mix and them up all the time. Paz Vega. God. Nearly a stunt double for Julianne Moore. <laughs> I've never heard of that movie. Had you heard of that movie? No, I just Googled, you Googled it. it. I just Googled triage. Tried to, <laughs> there was an album that I don't think anybody's oh, ever heard of. An album? Yeah. Like a musical album? A musical album. And then there was a what movie. Was the Apparently band? the, uh, I forget. There was some <laughs> dude. 
He was part of a band, then he wasn't. A French band? No. <laughs> um, apparently, it's a popular book also, but the movie was the based on the book. Oh, interesting. I have to look into it. Did it get good reviews? Did you check it out on like Rotten Tomatoes or something? Uh, I think it got, I'd look it on IMDb. I think I could. Reviews. I mean, I, I like. Think I remember actors. when it came out. I like. Oh, really? I don't remember. Yeah. That. I like I the actors. The for it. Uh, yeah, I was way off. Yeah, you didn't get them all right. Oh but man, you got three. <laughs> three out of out four. Of four. Boop, boop, boop. That's it? like a passing grade, right? Yeah, I'm pretty pleased. So you're still a vet. Whoop whoop. Um, I'd say that fourth question was a teensy bit unfair. What? You can't have all easy questions. <laughs> well, I know, but I have to be able to separate. Like, if the my best. if my veterinary degree is on the line, like. You know, You're right. you just had to get one right, and you yeah. answered two of them in the. Yes, you chose very good things. topical quiz. What did you think I was going to talk about? Those were like main points. I don't know. <laughs> the other questions were pretty good. The Erica Reinecke, where she went to school, because I was like, "Where is she working?" I was like, "Oh, I know this one," and then I just went with the same school. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, a, it was a little bit getting lucky there. Hopefully that's right. I googled that too. Oh really? I didn't. Call we're gonna go with that. We're going with that, no matter what. You can't go back and change it, even if that is not actually yeah. correct. Yeah, you but got the other two right, so you still get. That was job. pretty fun. Yeah. That would have been tough the last question was actually those. yeah that last question was actually my favorite question. Though. Yeah, that <laughs> was a good one. Now we have to we have to try to find that movie and we can yeah. report back and see if it's any good. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well. All right. There it was. The first full uh, chapter in vet books and oh crap what's the next chapter so we will see you next time uh which will be chapter two chapter two in the critical care textbook which is physical examination and daily assessment of the critically ill patient this one is by tim hackett all right thanks for uh for joining us and we will see slash just hear you next time yep (laughs) Bye. bye